All right, we're live. Excellent. Welcome to Bitcoin and Altcoin Trading Talk, episode 48. How's everybody doing? Man. Had a little bit of a late start tonight. My apologies. It's uh, kind of dealing with some computer issues here. I'm on a buddy's laptop that I was promised was going to be working and just quite frankly sat here stagnant for 25 minutes while I was trying to install the device driver. So that's cool. But uh, Welcome, welcome. We got a great show tonight for you. Uh, different backdrop behind me. I'll try to cover up the, the weird stuff in the background that I definitely <laughs> didn't decorate the walls. <laughs> uh, per usual, we have Brian Beamish, the rational investor. How's it going tonight? Just splendid. Watching the, 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 is that, do we call that a neared now? Yeah, it's getting trimmed tomorrow, so it'll be back. <laughs> with, uh, it looks uh, awesome, dude. Beard or something. <laughs> the mustache anyway. is getting kind of long, so I can almost give it a curl. I don't know if I want to go that far, but. <laughs> well, this is crypto, so you got to be unique. What the hell? I yeah, right. Exactly. I, I got to, you know, stand out from the crowd somehow here. There you are. <laughs> All right. So my cute. Uh, I was telling you guys before. My computer is a little unhappy here, and it's giving me a, a message. I may have to drop out here and pop back in. Right, yeah. Well, worst then. case, Brian. All you gotta do is reboot, and then uh, you can drop back in pretty quickly okay. without issue. No. But if anything bad happens, I mean. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, hi everybody. Uh, I'll uh, try and get my computer. I'll be right back. But uh, I'm sure Alex and Will will be more than happy to uh, entertain you while I'm gone. So I'll talk to you in a moment. Oh, okay. All right, Alex, entertain us. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just got word that uh, Ubic is on our second exchange now. Like literally just this instant. Uh, we're on Cryptopia really? now. So yeah, two exchanges. You know, we're trying to be more distributed coins so that includes the exchanges as well nice uh, yeah it's pretty exciting stuff has been going way up and like yeah. if i can be honest i mean we've been getting a lot of requests for cryptopia support um so i mean that's kind of a testament you know i don't, I don't know anybody from cryptopia and i don't really know what they're about other than there's a zillion markets um and kind of recently We've been trying to hone in, you know, obviously it takes up backend resources for us to support exchanges um, as far as Coinergy is concerned. Um, so we did limit it to BTC pairs, meaning alt, alt to BTC pairs, because they have, they're kind of like an any to any exchange. Yeah. Um, that might change in the future, though, to be honest, because we are looking at doing the private API integration, which means, you know, there's certain markets on there that actually have volume. I can't remember specifically which ones, but there's a few that really weird markets just, that just so happen to have volume. Yeah, like we used to have Jumbox on there too, and um, there was like five different pairs. I think there was Litecoin, uh, another one was Unobtainium, which actually had a fair bit of buy support. So it's, it's kind of interesting uh, that there, there are pairs that actually have some fairly reasonable thickness to the books. But yeah, in terms of like volume across all the pairings, uh, I can understand why you're always sticking to uh, the Bitcoin ones. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think it was actually you know Jesse Couch, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was he was in our Slack, um, and actually he made a really valid point as far as using um, LTC as kind of as the quote currency, which is you know you have some of these altcoins that are trading at like seven Sats, 
and uh, Litecoin as the quote currency is actually it makes sense, you know, yeah. because it's just a lower denominator essentially. So you get more like resolution or whatever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, you can make a little bit of money off of like, you know, going up a few sats versus Litecoin as opposed to Bitcoin, where it might take you know a little bit more volume in order to go up a couple sats. Yeah, if you want to do the extreme of that, you could even do like uh, Doge pairings. But yeah, I, I think. It's oh yeah, right, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Litecoin <laughs> makes sense because yeah, you get you got a lot more uh, Light Toshis, I think you call them, for uh, like your pricing. Um, Is that really what it's called? Uh, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> oh man. So news to you. <laughs> well, uh, you guys are planning on launching an exchange, I guess, sometime this year, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So are you going to be doing like a lot of pairings or are you just going to kind of stick to a couple of the ma mainstream ones or what's the plan? All right. So we're initially, at least, trying to stick to some of the higher volume pairings. Um, I was going to reach out to you guys um, as far as Ubic uh, because obviously good community, good support. Uh, JF's a cool guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously I know you guys. So. We were going to reach out to you guys about that. We're not at that point yet. Um, it's it's still kind of to be determined. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna dip our toes in kind of slowly, and we'll we'll kind of play it by ear. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with it, so we're kind of worried about Ethereum and ETC and all that fun stuff. And um, yeah, you know, uh, one other thing too, um, as far as kind of dealing with like BTC USD. Or at least an equivalent. Um, we were looking at kind of using Tether as opposed to, you know, Fiat USD initially, and it looks like they don't they don't support wallets in Wisconsin, which is where we're based. And we're we're gonna do everything as legit as we possibly can. So we did just reach out to them to see, you know, what, what the status is and why it's not allowed in Wisconsin and wait, the so jurisdiction. Tether isn't permissionless. Like you, you actually have to have like. Well, let me put it this way: If you try to create a tether wallet and they geolocate you in Wisconsin, it just says, "Sorry, no access." Oh. Um, and then you click a link, and it says, "Hey, by the way, um, we don't allow tether wallets in these seven states." I mean, I understand. You know, they're dealing with kind of this crazy legal system as we kind of know are as well but yeah hey brian hi i have no idea whether this computer is going to be happy through tonight but we'll just try our best yeah we we always get along just fine we've had worse technical difficulties before okay oh man well you definitely got to turn the music down now yeah somebody's got the music uh, Ty, let's turn some music down there buddy I Not that we don't <laughs> like the background noise. It's just I really don't want you to get flagged. Yeah, he's he's rocking out uh, uh, to Rihanna, so we don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, so any other Coinergy news, like updates? Uh, what have you guys been working on the last two weeks? Yeah, we have a few things. Um, so most recently, we made an update to the alerts tab. Um, those of you who are Coinergy users. Um, Basically, you can now actually assign sounds to your alerts, kind of on a one-by-one -one basis. Um, you can now view your, your alert history under one tab as well as filter the alerts. Um, that's just one thing that people were complaining about, essentially being kind of annoying. 
Um, so yeah, so you can also uh, basically see the all-time high um, for like all-time uh, versus monthly versus weekly and that kind of thing too and set alerts right off the bat there. And yeah, that's about it uh, for us, uh, just working on backend improvements mostly. So. Cool. How's the uh, how are the screener tools coming? They're getting closer to being realized, Brian. Awesome. I mean, uh, especially really with uh, the new altcoin season coming up here. Yeah, um, um, things are starting to come alive. It's, yeah, it's very close to actually starting to be realized. Let me put it that way. That'd be awesome. We're all the updates and, and bug fixes and just all the, the dirty, dirty stuff. And very soon we'll be finally working on some of the bells and whistles. So cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It seems like on Monday just everything started uh, started getting a lot of volume like all at once. And then I got a bunch of emails from different coins on like releases and stuff. I know storage has uh, got some stuff coming out and uh, there's a couple other coins that are actually tips this week so it's kind of interesting how it all kind of coordinated at once yeah, yeah. I saw somebody tweeted uh poloniex i think they had like seventeen thousand concurrent users which is pretty crazy yeah i was on their site uh, earlier and there was like thirteen thousand people on the site at once yeah. Yeah, that's nuts you've got like a little good uh, sign you've got like a little running tap and also of course uh, uh you know i think <laughs> I think Bill's looking at Polo going, fuck, man, there's a lot of business that we're letting slip. And so now they're starting to. <laughs> well, like, yeah, uh, I mean, for sure. You know, I mean, as as far as like our all coin exchange, I mean, there, there's no way we're ever going to compete with Polo. But, you know, it, it's nice to have another option out there. You know, well, so. I, do, I disagree. I mean, Polo started out at day one somewhere. Right. Really, all that matters is just build a reliable platform that people can trust right. you, and, yeah, we, and people uh, will come, right? So we were uh, with exchanges. You guys kind of ex you, you succeed by not failing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all you got to do is survive, and just don't fucking steal the people's money. <laughs> yeah, we were doing some benchmarking earlier today. Actually, Byron was just going crazy and cranking it up on our WebSocket server, and it's looking pretty good. We're kind of using uh, using Polo's uh, live numbers as a as a uh, cornerstone, I guess you could say, and you know, trying to hone things in and surpass that. So things yeah, are looking good so far. Fingers crossed. I mean, slow and steady wins the race, right? Um, sure, yeah. I just thought it was interesting to see that Bitterix was announcing, and probably Alex could mention that, they're, they're sort of trying to get in on the margin game too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's part of their, like, they're, they've been wanting to launch the version 2 of their site since probably, like, September, but they, I don't know, lots of little things, like, both on the, the legal framework side and then also on the actual uh, coding side. So uh, they're they're hoping to do something very similar to what uh, Bitfinex has, but for altcoins. So if you have well, like the peer-to-peer -peer lending kind of platform. Yeah, from from what Bill's explained to me, if like your balance isn't in any active orders, you could actually earn interest on it because it's going to be loaned for uh, uh, margin trades. So I'm not sure how that works exactly in function, but it just kind of. Uh, uh, it, it, it's a way to actually like you want to have coins on the site because then you're you're constantly earning interest on them. Um, 
Well, I mean, if you could just give him some feedback, I think it would be important to let the users have the option to yeah. opt into that or opt out. Because frankly speaking, I would probably want to opt out of that just because I don't want my coins to go anywhere. I want to know that my coins are right there. Um, but anyway, that's just me. So. Yeah, again, there, I think there's a lot of um, just actual functionality that I, I, I don't know the, the details on, per se, but that's kind of how I explained it, how it would work in, in essence. So um, mm -hmm. the actual like final product will probably be you know something you can opt into. Uh, you need to have a verified account. The coin would actually have to have a substantial amount of margin. So only probably like Ethereum would probably be um, margin trading to start with. And then as other coins start building up regular volume um, within the thousands, then uh, they would have margin enabled. So it sounds like it's going to be very dynamic. Like margin will be enabled and disabled on, on the different platforms. But I'm, yeah, really curious of like if, I have a bunch of my coins that are loaned out and I withdraw. Does that mean like lending rates go through the roof and then everyone gets margin called? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could yeah. Be. Like there, there, there's a lot that I'm really curious to find out when they actually get it going. And well, uh, and also too, when we go through one of these face rips, right. Uh, and, and a whole bunch of people are caught offside. How does that affect you if you're actually in, in that, you know, lending those coins out and stuff? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, really interesting developments, and it's good to see this community just slowly evolving and uh, building itself out, getting more credible by the day, I think. Mm -hmm. If anything, you know, one could argue that uh, the SEC just basically bitch slapped uh, Bitcoin there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and frankly yeah. speaking, you know, if you actually look at the data and you look at the trading, I think they make a perfectly valid case. Um, I, I still think Bitcoin needs a bit of growing up to do before it can be like listed on a New York Stock Exchange. And to a certain degree, you know, I kind of think that the crypto community, they don't really want Bitcoin to be like a, a like a gold ETF. I don't think that that's, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, mean, yeah. They, were, they were going for a, a rule change, too, which from what I understand, that's pretty hard to come by just in general. So, I mean, I'm sure the Winklevosses will just keep banging away. And I do understand there are a couple other guys out there. Actually, it'd be really interesting to see how that GBTC acted following that ruling. I bet you those guys are like, rock on, we can go and fuck with the market again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you saw that silly GBTC was like at like $150, which meant that Bitcoin was at $1,500. And of course, Bitcoin was never there. So, I mean, uh, geez, some of the activity these guys on the over-the-counter market, it's almost criminal what they do. But anyway, that's just the way the market is. Um, let's see. So we had the ETF. And actually, it's interesting. I think, I mean, you guys tell me, what are the fundamental catalysts that Bitcoin has now going forward? We got SegWit, right? And that's down the road. And then there's also this Bitcoin Unlimited debate going on right now. Right? Yeah, from what I, my short amount of tweet, Twittering today, um, I saw some people basically saying that SegWit has won already. <laughs> I, I don't know if that has well, any validity, validity or... What happened just uh, in the past, I think, 24 hours, uh, there was a, a fatal error in uh, the Bitcoin Unlimited nodes which caused them all to like start crashing. So I think like 70 or 80% of them all just went offline at once. 
mm-hmm. um, which if we were running that as like the main network, uh, would have been catastrophic. It would not have been good. Like we was been limping along, but it would not have been a good day. Um, so now if you look at the, the entire like spectrum of what wallets are running, um, core is like 88% of it now. So like, that's why they're saying we won, but you know, it's, it's just kind of like it, it, there's less of a pool to distribute it, right? But uh, so a lot is, of those is Bitcoin unlimited. Is that this this there's one guy and I, I always forget the names characters names in this space. I'm sorry, but there's one guy that has been sort of like in the thorn of Bitcoin side for quite a while. Is that that guy? That's Roger Ver, uh, aka Bitcoin Jesus, but I call him Bitcoin Moses because he seems to want to split Bitcoin. Part the seas. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and he is rumored to be the number one, or I guess number two Bitcoin holder after Satoshi. So uh, like he got in really early on and invested a lot of money when Bitcoin was like, I think less than a dollar, and he pumped the price to like three dollars. So. Um, he probably does have a lot of that. I would say he probably has some, you know, fuck off money and, uh, he uses it right now to, I think, influence Bitcoin a lot. Like he owns Bitcoin.com. He runs the other Bitcoin subreddit and, you know, there's tons of advertising out there that's all paid for by him. And it's meant to promote his, uh, I guess, agenda, which mm-hmm. is to upgrade Bitcoin through a hard fork. Wow. Oh, well, well, only time will tell. The other subreddit. Yeah. Somebody has to say that, but yeah. No, I, and this is the thing. This is almost like a political battle. You know, like people want to knock down Bitcoin Unlimited and say, you know, like it will never fail. But at the same time, it's like do not underestimate it. Things can always happen. We saw that in the U.S. elections, and we'll probably see that in Bitcoin. We'll get caught off guard by it if we don't take yeah. it seriously because you know we joked about it on a previous show like segwit is uh, the hillary clinton of bitcoin protocols it's just like <laughs> everyone wanted it and then when it came down to actually voting for it we have like 26 percent for it yeah 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 well, that's a, that's an interesting analogy okay yeah. <laughs> i have to remember that one <laughs> but, uh, yeah i think uh it's been fairly exciting and it, it just shows that there's a lot more dialogue i think going on for like lots of people want to improve bitcoin it's just right now there's not a lot of consensus on how to do it so do you think uh uh the demise of unlimited uh will sort of stabilize things here a little bit Maybe. Um, I'll, I'll also mention that Unlimited is not the you know the first attempt by Roger Ver. I think there was Classic and uh, what was the other one? There, there, there. This is the third attempt by him. So who knows? Maybe like Unlimited will fade away, and then there'll be a new version of the protocol. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it, they all come down to the same thing of um, they want to do a hard fork, which at this stage in Bitcoin's life is very risky because you're basically forcing everyone to upgrade. Um, Mm. Where SegWit, you know, you can upgrade and you can get a whole lot of new features, but your old software will still be compatible. Right, and not only forcing everyone to upgrade, it's also all the, you know, systems and businesses built on top of it. I mean, it's it's gonna cause just so many issues, potentially. It's, it's, It's far more risk, let's put it that way. But, and also, too, I remember I had one uh, site member who used to always say this, that, that the the fork would be such a horrible precedent. The uh, if, if Bitcoin can survive 
fork talk, then it sort of stays in its its uh, original sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of the the concept. As soon as you can uh, fork it once, then there's no reason why you can't fork it again and again and again and again, right? And if anything, isn't that sort of what Ethereum's kind of going through right now with its sort of identity crisis? Yeah, I mean, the the ETC thing, it def, you know, ultimately, we still really haven't seen a resolution there. I mean, they're both listed on all these exchanges, and, you know, it, it just casts doubt on kind of the legitimacy of both of them at this point. So, you well, know, I, I'd Ethereum rather not have that with Bitcoin at this point, too. Ethereum sure is going for it right now, eh? Actually, you know, I wouldn't mind asking Alex. Do you remember when? Um, oh boy, here's another name I've forgotten. Voltic, Vol, 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 Vitalik. Vitalik. There we yeah. go. Do you remember when he said that he didn't like the price of his coin as high as it was? Do you think that that's coming um, into his mind now? That was uh, the other one of the other developers, Vlad Zamfir, and. Um, Oh, so it wasn't Voltic himself. It wasn't Vitalik himself. No, it was it was Vlad. Uh, when I, I think I you better write these names down, eh? And have uh, Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was the uh, the other Russian. Um, yeah, no, uh, it, Vlad um, mentioned he, he's in charge of like the next major upgrade of uh, Ethereum, and uh, judging by some of his tweets and articles he's putting out, he's he's cracking under pressure a little bit. Like he's really worried that his next implementation is, you know, we're talking like about a $2 billion network now that they want to upgrade with a hard fork. So it's, it's like, he is, you know, the Bitcoin unlimited team. Like, and he doesn't like that, you know, connotation, but like, that's the kind of the weight that's on his shoulders and he's having a hard time with it. But at the same time, like, um, you know, he, he's very honest with his concerns, which I think is very important. You know, like he he says, you know, you know, I don't like that the coin is so expensive because it shows that people are looking at this much more as an investment rather than, you know, like a technical innovation. It's like um, it's kind of like uh, SpaceX, you know, uh, Elon Musk's company. It's not publicly traded. And he said, I'd never want it to be publicly traded because if you have a rocket blow up on the launch pad, like your stock's going to crash. And that doesn't really justify the um, uh, the means for the company or the value of the company. Like the company is still going to be worth a lot. It's just yeah. everybody looks at an explosion as a huge market event when really yeah. – you're not talking about a marketable company. You're talking about like a scientific company. Yeah. Right. That's a really good analogy. And in a lot of ways, Bitcoin kind of suffers from that as well. I mean, it might I, do, be I think so. You know, like uh, we, you know, are uh, just over the period of 2016, 2000, uh, uh, all of our major rallies have been based off of what we are considering sort of events that happen in the marketplace. And you see wild price swings around these events. And yet they really don't have anything to do with the actual Bitcoin story. So, I, you know, that's a, that is actually a very, uh, you know, I'm thinking about like the U.S. Marshall Office's auction. I mean, does that really make any difference to the Bitcoin protocol? Not really. And yet the market totally pivoted through that event. Right. And that one's only like from an inflationary perspective, meaning, you know, these coins are now, you now know that somebody else has them in their hands and they're probably going to sell them at some point. But um, the ET, I will say the ETF, that major drop and then the recovery is pretty interesting how resilient it was. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's it's a well, sign that we're going to 5,000 anytime soon or if it's just kind of 
it could everybody be. just waiting it out to to dump their coins next year or you know well now that we have like the official kind of news or whatever it could be the market is holding a position for you know the market makers to kind of fill whatever order they want to take us to next you know like if they're they could be loading up shorts right now and then that's they're they don't want to crash the market just yet because they're not full like, right and there is you know and this gets back to what the sec kind of talks about we do a daily show on the site and we've been talking about this repeatedly um, I look at the OKCoin OK forwards markets, and I don't know whether the audience is aware, but this Friday, day after tomorrow, they list a new three-month contract. And so a big part of me is wondering whether price is being finessed into that event. Um, you know, I mean, I know we don't like to admit it, and we don't want to uh, make this part of our uh, thinking, but we do need to understand, and I think it's important for the audience to understand, that there are participants that can push Bitcoin's price around. And uh, if they can push the price around to their benefit, I believe that they will. Um, so to a certain degree, I kind of agree with you, Alex. Uh, until we see a new high, I have to be just thinking that this is a trading range and they've carved out a very wide range. And all we're doing right now is just bumping up. Ironically enough, we're actually bumping up to where uh, we had an original, a previous top before the ETF news event happened. So, uh, you know, like the old saying, show me a new high and I'll show you a buy. So uh, until that event, I have to be cautious. And in fact, actually, I got a bunch of hedges on right now. And frankly speaking, I don't think there's anything wrong with just hedging at about 12, 1300 bucks of Bitcoin, a little bit of your portfolio just to cover your ass, just in case things do break here. So, well, I just lost Alex's screen. I don't know the way you can see me. Okay, so what's uh, Alex showing us here? He's showing this us is um, on OKCoin. If you look in their charts tabs, they have uh, open futures contracts, and you can see that it's uh, on a bit of a downtrend here. Um, I only have, I think, the last 12 hours. Yeah, so, but normally um, you can also, there's a couple Twitter bots that tweet out when uh, these top holders are increasing or decreasing their position. So it's kind of good to know that, like, the top holder is, uh, um, you know, loading up on some more contracts because after we had that uh, um, Bank of China inspection, it looked like the number one holder was over half of the uh, futures market. So I'm wondering if that was someone internal to OKCoin trying to keep liquidity in the market. But after this event now, um, they basically kind of flushed out all of their positions. So they've really uh, loaded it down a bit. And yeah, hmm. there, there's a couple of good charts here, but for the most part, you can see. I would also say too, though, understanding that this, con this three month contract is rolling out this week. That's I wouldn't true. be surprised yeah. if a lot of participants, that last chart that you had up there, yeah. a lot of participants are just, you know, they're rolling out of this. And what I often find is when OKCoin lists a new three-month contract, usually it has a big spike right on the listing event. And all the guys, you know, on that spike, they all go and strap on those short hedges. That's very true, yeah. And and that's uh, kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen here. Because if we look at the, the dates of what the contracts are now, let's see, we have the 17th, the 24th, and the 31st. So that means the we have 
the the three month is actually a three week right now. So yeah, this it'll Thursday, it'll turn into a, the two week contract on Friday. Uh, yeah, that's correct. So yeah, no, we'll see some activity this week for sure. Um, so, yeah. As well too, um, you know, if we just uh, and I suppose we could throw that uh, chart on here on my screen. Um, be to see uh, you have uh, it's like uh, okay coin future service. Um, you know, actually, and this is really telling. I find this is you know, there's a whole story just in this chart alone. Uh, but if I pop on over here, uh, I think you still got to share your screen, Brian. Yeah, I know. You don't like looking at my pretty pit mug? Oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hopefully, you can see my price chart here. Yep. Um, and this is interesting. I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at here. This actually looks a little different than what I was expecting. Uh, but it was interesting on this bike here, you know, on the Phoenix and all the cash markets, they took them to new highs, but you can see they didn't here on this. Um, and there's, you know, on OKCoin, there is that crazy ass uh, wick and tail range there. And, you know, sort of my feeling is, for whatever it's worth, that uh, basically there's your top end of the range for now. And there's the bottom end of the range. Little concerned, you know, if like if I go look on Phoenix, this bounce off of these lows has been straight up, not even the slightest give back. Uh, that's usually not sustainable, right? And now you guys hopefully can see we got a bit of an air pocket just sitting down in here. So, like I said, on Friday, I'm kind of thinking that they're going to bump it up into this area. I don't know whether they can take the contract to new highs. This is a lot of resistance up here. Um, but uh, on Friday after that event, I just can't think of what is the next fundamental driver that this thing is going to move into. Because, you know, Bitcoin loves to either rally into or tank away from these fundamental events. And I just can't think of anything over the next couple months. Yeah, like um, unless we see some real like volatile action in other markets, like whatever you're denominating Bitcoin in, uh, there's not a whole lot driving the, the you know, whatever the fundamental yeah. value of Bitcoin is. Um, like this pattern that we're drawing here on all the Chinese exchanges looks very similar to what we saw in November of last year. Like it's kind of like we're, um, we're not able to break a new high, but we're kind of at the top of these candle bodies and we're just breaking down. And uh, Yeah, I'm kind of thinking maybe we see kind of a similar action to that. Yeah. yeah. Good observation, right? And if, it, you know, if we're lucky and the market's relatively happy, we just go sideways for four or five months. We just sort of backfill all of this. Um, and then we can set up the next leg higher. But uh, for the time being, I'm still very much thinking that we, we have to resolve the range following this big fundamental event um, uh, before I can, you know, get all rah-rah bull again here just yet. And hey, what the hell? If we sit here at between 1000 and 1300 bucks of Bitcoin, what's our altcoins going to do? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, the audience is worth just paying attention, you know, just noting. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this is nuts. This. What are you at there now? We're at, we're say eight now? No, we're just underneath the uh, thirteen thousand. Oh wow! So, I mean, we started with like five hundred and thirty bucks. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, old lady's doing well. She's gonna have a big uh, inheritance <laughs> for her kids. 
so uh you know i just it's it's worth the talent i mean we're fucking this is i mean it just after a while you're just like gobsmacked and of course today with the way the market acted everything just just launched higher and um actually it doesn't show in here the system hasn't updated but um on my uh, i'd load it but uh my browsers are all unhappy but I, I, I shielded out a whole bunch of dash today. We hit one of Amanda's uh, department store levels. So that was a sell level for me. So boom, out it goes. Um, and uh, this XZC, all the Z coin uh, coins are starting to rally. Yeah. Um, and people on the site, oh my God. It's In fact, I haven't seen this kind of environment since last summer. But people are, and I just love this about our site. I mean, people are like, woo, I got a double, woo, I got a double. <laughs> it's just fucking awesome, man. It's is just banging you know, out doubles trending on Twitter. I don't know. Well, Ooh, I don't know. I know alts actually, are dead isn't trending. They oh, don't. Sure. Uh, they don't uh, uh, publicly uh, announce their their wins. Actually, it wouldn't be a bad idea for to for maybe us to do that. Um, but uh, I'm the only one that does it. And I found actually middle of last year because I just kept ripping them out. People were like, oh, God, I'm so sick. And some guy was like, I am going to take a shot of acid every time Brian begs it. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, the haters are coming out in full force. Oh, yeah. So I haven't really been touting too many of our winners lately. But, you know, long and short of it is just business as usual. Um, just keep it on the DL. Let the yeah, hit and then the bottom line here is the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, this is just nuts. And frankly speaking, I don't know where the top is. I mean, we own 144 different bloody of these coins, right? And it's like the flavor of the month. You never know who's going to be moving. And, you know, I think I told you in the last show, I mean, I've just been buying, 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 buying all the way along here. Some coins I bought, like this, uh, what's one that I bought, uh, that uh, this P, I think PXI. There's a couple that uh, that Bitterix might delist. It's part of my business model. I'm more than happy to uh, to take that risk because, of course, when they go nuts, uh, the rewards are ridiculous. So, But anyway, long and short of it here is, uh, you know, we could be in for one hell of a summer here. This could just oh, yeah. be crazy. So anyway, it should be lots of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got the a wheel loaded up here. And, um, oh, I suppose should we get on with uh, with? Uh, I mean, have we done Bitcoin enough justice here? I mean, I think everybody in the audience should understand where I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. You know, show me a new high. Just break it up through the top, and we'll all get all super bull again. But for the time being, I think we're ranging. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what else we can buy while we're uh, in that range. Sure. Okay. Well, you spin the wheel. I'm gonna fill my coffee. I'll be right back. Okay. Run around. She goes wherever she stops. Nobody goes. Oh, GNT. I don't know if GNT. that's on it. Or no, that was just added to Polo. Yeah. That's uh, Golem. What is GNT? That's uh, Golem. So it's um, uh, basically. Um, have you ever heard this of Greg? This is a, a, a Greg's favorite coin, eh? <laughs> Can you see Greg uh, rib him up? <laughs> uh, okay. That's uh, quite Ooh, look at that. Yeah. That's, uh, it opened up at uh, 0.02 and then crashed. Uh, not a whole lot of data for it yet. Can't do a heck of a lot of TA here. <laughs> yeah. It's only been on for probably three weeks and even last maybe two and a half. This was the recent ad by Polo. Um, they did an ICO that sold out in like, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes, even less. Um, it's an Ethereum token that is meant to 
be like an incentive for a supercomputing network. So if you want to, you know, I don't know, crunch numbers for weather or something, you would buy Golem tokens and then you could use the network uh, resources that are on the Golem's network. Okay, and uh, do you know what that ICO price was? Ooh, I'd have to look it up, but... Um, I that's, not... that's really, you know, this thing... Uh, Ethereum did the same damn thing. You guys remember, came out of the gate, tanked, and came right down to really close to that ICO price and started to bottom. They raised 820,000 ETH, which was $8.6 at the time. So what we're at, $30 ETH right now. So 820... Can you use today's price though? Don't wouldn't you use the ICO price? Um, what do you mean? Anyway, can like, you just ballpark it? It's like twenty-four and a half million, so it's uh, it's about three X right now. It, so even at uh, twenty-one thirty-three, it's still three times that price. It's three times U.S. dollar value, yeah. Uh, okay, so long and short of it, here we could still, unfortunately, have to swim a bit lower, eh? Um, you know, upside objectives, cute little gap right here. Do you guys see that? So, you know, I'm looking at the lower time frames. You know, investors out there, you got no business looking at this thing from a technical analysis perspective. We just don't have enough data here to even come up with a realistic uh, picture of what's going on, right? They're just, you, you know, investors, you're just going to have to let this thing settle down and show what, what, where the bottom is. Um, for the trading community, I don't mind the idea of uh, you taking stabs if we start having setups, but if those setups fail, you better get the hell out of there. And I seem to recall uh, when the thing tanked right out of the gate, I seem to recall talking to people about a potential trade in here, and I just simply said, if we lose these lows, look out, and sure enough, down she goes. Um, as it stands right now, this is not really a W, this is more of a V bottom. Uh, so it sort of tells me it wants to rally back into resistance and then, you know, at some point we really need to come down and test these lows again. I don't know whether that's a valid enough test. I think that we still need more exploration down here. But at the same time, like I said, it, you know, if this thing can sort of clean itself up, where's resistance? I would really watch that candle peak right up in there. This uh, this little wick right up here looks like it needs addressing. Looks like there's a little bit of a gap. Can you guys see the gap? Whoops, can you guys see the gap right here? Yep. It's kind of tough to see. In fact, this is a doji gap setup. Joby will love that. So uh, the market doji here and then gap lower. So uh, there's a, actually a little bit of a gap right in there, right in that candle. But also notice, too, there's a little bit of gap right at the top of that wick right there. So I think those are probably levels to keep a close eye on. Um, and then, like I said, you know, especially off of the lows of these tails here and that gap there, that's probably a major resistance point. Um, so, you know, maybe we have things like AB equals CDs working here, which will uh, go boobity boom. And uh, if this consolidation low is the low, we just don't know right now, but it gives you sort of an upside objective. So that's going to come right up against these candle body highs right in there. Maybe eat that wick a little bit if it can. Um, at that point, I would definitely be looking for some sort of pullback here uh, to really test these lows in earnest. Hey, Brian, why don't you uh, check out the other pairing? You might find it interesting too, because um, 
The G N T E T H. Yes, because the the pairing at ICO was one uh, uh, ether was a thousand golems, so it was point zero zero one was the ICO price. And if you look at the daily, you can just see it's getting it's smashed through that ICO price, and it's going. Yeah, this doesn't. And Ethereum's going nuts here right now, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah. So look at the uh, look at the selling volume. The selling volume is actually accelerating here. That's yeah. not a good sign. Exactly. Um, so put it all together. I know, Greg, you really wanted this thing to bottom, but I just don't think it's there yet, Slick. No, that's an interesting pairing to keep an eye on, though, because yeah, yeah, the, and you the really don't, you don't, you see this? This is like railroad tracks in here. There's a bit of a wick, but do you see that hard low there? The way that they closed that candle there and then opened it, you really wanted to see that level hold. The fact that it hasn't, that's not good. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, Ethereum's going absolutely nuts right now, right? Yeah. So maybe that's just a function of Gollum's just sitting there picking its nose and Ethereum's going bananas, right? Well, it's not really functional yet. So it's like uh, everyone who's selling it or uh, who bought it is, you know, selling it right now because they wanted a quick buck. The long-term investors are probably going to be holding out for a while. But right now you want to get all those people who are looking for a quick buck. You want them to sell out, right? You know, they're, yeah. they're you selling it. they gone, right? So, exactly. So, if anything, it's probably healthy to do that. And then, of course, that ICO level. Um, really, just just be patient. If you are interested in the story, and just wait for a nice W to come in. Right? It'll be pretty simple. It'll be very straightforward when we see this thing bottom. In fact, if we look at half of these other altcoins out there, you'll see the bottoms, right? But this guy, I just don't think he's there yet. Mm -hmm. All right. Next. Back to the wheel. And oh, and another big one, Zcash. I'm hoping uh, I got some mining contracts that Just I really need. Recently. <laughs> What's the symbol? Uh, I think it's uh, Z E C right. or Z E C, depending on your vernacular. Yeah, you're Canadian. You're not allowed to say Z. <laughs> Nobody oh, calls like, it Zcash. You like that one, eh? Yeah. No, no, no one calls it Zcash though. That's the thing, right? So it's. Uh, there must be. This must be American then, eh? Oh yeah, it's American, <laughs> I believe. All right. Uh, well, you know, same sort of thing, but interestingly enough, a little bit different picture from the volume perspective. Mm -hmm. I had one that just went nuts today, and frankly, I don't even know. I, I never did quite understand this, but you saw on that uh, sheet I had XZC, uh, and this thing is just rocking and rolling here. Are these uh, related at all? Oh, oh, th there's a good story behind this. Um, so right now, okay, that's um, Z Classic. Um, which is essentially uh, a copy of Zcoin or Z, um, Zcash uh, without having any um, pre-mine for the developers. So they're, they're kind of like trying to be, uh, I don't know, that, that fair launch, all that jazz. Um, but the original developers have abandoned it, but now there's actually some decent developers that have shown up and they're planning on forking it. And uh, so... The this coin probably won't die, or at least it's not like no, no one's trying to kill it. But uh, they're going to fork the network to something new. So 
if you own this token, in theory, you're going to have uh, an Ethereum and an Ethereum Classic situation in the near future. So you'll actually have like two tokens that will have value associated to them. So right. that's well, why I'm, I'm rallying. Yeah. I'm on a free trade here, so that means I'm going to get double freed. Awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Gonna, yeah, you're going to okay. get that new coin, and then you, you'll still have the old coin, which will still be trading on Bittrex. Um, if the volume dies off, then the market will probably die too. But who knows? People do. All right. Things. So I just uh, I didn't quite understand what was driving this, whether it was a, uh, a vote on the Zcash story or whether it was something completely different. I'm hearing from you that it's something completely different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and and you know, for the record, we bought down in here, and we're sitting. We made some really nice money here. So, mm -hmm. but this little bad boy here, I don't actually own any of him. Um, and really, kind of the same thing as what we just saw out of uh, out of the other one that uh, um, Gollum. I think you know, out of the gate, uh, you know, and this is this crazy. I remember this. Remember, some guy uh, was running a bot, and they ran it up to like three thousand. Do you remember that? And the bot was absolutely out of control. Was that this story? I think I remember it was this story, wasn't it? Um, yeah, th that that was because uh, they did slow start mining. So like, yeah, started and, and like the prices one. were just absolutely stupid up here, eh? Yeah. Remember that? that was the other thing that Z Classic didn't have was a uh, slow start. It basically just started with full-fledged mining. In, in essence, they were like, Zcash really screwed up on their mining. Like, look at that first candle. That's stupid. Nobody's going to take it seriously. So they tried to do everything right. And, okay, uh, well, here nor there, I mean, the irony, uh, true irony oh, yeah. of all this, is we see so many of these do this. Oh, yeah. If this thing ever gets its act together, I know it sounds outlandish, but, you know, there is a big honk and wick sitting up there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll see down the road. But, you know, it's interesting if we look at things like uh, Dash, right? It had a crazy uh, listing. And uh, the first candles and stuff were all over the place. Actually, that doesn't look right. Something's wrong there. Uh, maybe it was Bitrix. Yeah. So, I mean, right out of the gate, it crashed. And I remember sitting here and people are going, oh, there's no way it's ever going to go up back up to those levels, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you could just go through the list of them. I remember that XMR, uh, same sort of thing, right? Right out of the gate. Actually, this one here is showing a rally, but... Um, and actually, it's interesting. I wanted to mention this as a very similar scenario to that dash and what these crazy things can do when they go parabolic like this. But anyway, uh, let's get back to the, the coin that was actually asked about. Sorry about this. Oh, yeah, that was Was it, uh, was it ZEC? No. Uh, yeah, uh, yep, yeah. that's what it was. And I'm being told right. now that I'm mistaking. Um, there, there's like three different coins using uh, the zero coin protocol, and oh, uh, okay. I, I mistake the other two. For each other. So, this is uh, Zero Coin Classic X. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dash four three seven. Oh, it's so hard to keep them all straight, but no, uh, that, okay. that's the other one. Yeah. So for who's watching, uh, I think on balance, uh, you know, you guys have heard me talk about saucer bottoms before. I could see a nice saucer bottom trying to form through here. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I do like the fact that the volume, unlike that other story, the volume is actually ramping up here. We'd probably go pull up the internals. They probably look half decent. Let's see what we got here. Uh, you can see Willie was nice and stupid through here. Ooh, beautiful double bottom and OBV through that bottom. And was that the end of the year? Well, actually, that was even mid-February. That's not bad. 
cute little OBVW, you know, for all the level oneers watching us, right? This is basically what we just did a couple of weeks ago. Volume impetus is validating the W that you're seeing here in the OBV indicator. So on balance, looking relatively healthy. Um, do I have like real structural moment, you know, pound the table, uh, this is the bottom. Hey, you know, I'm kind of thinking again, this, you know, just like that other coin that we looked at, it does look very V bottom-ish. So if anything, what I'm seeing is, you know, uh, momentum indicators were completely washed out. Uh, volume started to come back off of these low levels. Cute little inside reversal there. Nice little, cute little double bottom right there. Uh, do you go and buy this right here? I mean, the asset could go up. I mean, we saw what Ethereum did here. I didn't think it was a good idea to chase that thing today, but holy crap, it's it's continuing to rock and roll. Could this thing continue to go up here? Sure. I mean, fuck it, it'll do anything it wants. Um, would I feel comfortable about buying at this level? Man, I don't think so. If anything, what I would prefer to do, and you probably know exactly what I'm going to say next, but maybe you do, maybe you don't. But uh, if I was going to want to get in on this story, I would just do my little fibo fib and draw my RLZinator. And um, really, it shouldn't surprise us that our reload long zone is simply going to be a testing of all these lows in here, right? And there's the original double bottom uh, breakout. It's kind of a messy pattern, but nonetheless, there is the double bottom level. Probably the break of that high right there was what brought in all this buying interest. So if I was interested in participating in this story, I'd be working my stinky bids down in here. But, you know, I think it's really important for the public that are watching the show. Some gentleman said, uh, oh, Brian, uh, uh, is, is my stink bid on MUE going to get filled? Uh, you said uh, uh, you're working a stink bid at 20 cents. <laughs> I don't know whether you've seen what a chart of MUE looks like. It's nowhere near 20 cents. <laughs> so, you know, the, the audience needs to understand that just because this is where I would buy, that doesn't mean it has to come down here. In fact, we had one coin recently. I laid out all the reasons why I'd buy at this level. And I literally watched them bring the market right down to like 10 sats above my buy order, and then they just parked it. And they had absolutely no interest in giving me a fill at my level. Did you show that one on the show, Brian? Um, I don't think we've talked about it. It's PKB. It was a pretty recent. It was one of these pumpers. Yeah, it seems kind of familiar. And uh, I, look at I, I mean, to... maybe you laid your cards out on the show and somebody it could be. knew what was going on in the zone. You know, half of my problem, and I, and I, you know, a couple of years ago, I had to actually force myself to stop publicly announcing where my sell levels are. And now I only tweet after I get fills. And people are like, some people on Twitter are like, oh, yeah, but, you know, you, you that's in hindsight, that's great, right? Uh, but did you know that that was going to come? And did you have the orders working ahead of time? So I don't even do that now because it shows my hand. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'll only talk on Twitter after I've, I've either bought or sold something. Um, but, you know, hopefully you guys can see market structure, lows, key lows. I was working my bid down in here. They pumped it once and then brought it right down. Nope, we're not going to give you a fill, Brian. And then they pumped it again, right? And all the guys, you know, Alex, your buddy Alexander over in, in the Netherlands, right? Yeah. 
he was uh, his group was just having a field day on this and i said look i'll buy it at my level but i'm not going to chase this thing <laughs> and, and so as a result i didn't participate it sucks but that's just the trader's life so anyway i just wanted to make reference to that because you know this is where i would work my bid but there's no fucking guarantees that it's going down there right uh but if i wanted to be a buyer this is where i would want to be buying down um, and just to clarify some things well i like your your thesis of having a, a saucer bottom brand because right now this coin produces three hundred and thirty thousand us dollars worth of coins per day so it's 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 still very heavy in terms of inflation yeah. and then uh the coin i was talking about before that's forking that's uh the ticker is z c l uh z classic Oh, so it's not my coin that's that's. I don't know. You might have that one, too. Maybe. <laughs> There's right. a good chance Brian has it. Let's be honest here. ZCL? He's a hoarder, you know? Like, he'll have his own show on TLC soon. <laughs> <laughs> good thing these things are all, vert, uh, you know, live in the ether, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you, you put the camera on and you see Brian's all swimming in a pile of Bitcoins and altcoins and stuff. That's why Brian's It's a bunch of hard drives. Out. That's why Brian's computer's messing up. He's got all those wallets running. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. This is a good-looking chart. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is on the wheel too. This is one I'm working orders for as well. I already got a little bit of a fill, but I want more. Yeah, I can't buy here, but no, I would totally work stink bids down and reload zones down here. Look at this OBV. Fuck me. That looks awesome. Look at this map. Oh, right here. So you get all audience, right? Everybody get your notepads out, right? Here is the definition of a bullish momentum divergence. So we made new lows in price, but our momentum. Hey, look at that. It's been <laughs> somebody's bidding it up as we're talking <laughs> about it here. But uh, you can see uh, Willie got, in fact, we just did this for the level oneers. I've got this one student, Sebastian. Oh my God, Sebastian, if you're watching this, I'm so proud of you. This guy's just fucking owning these setups. It's beautiful to watch him in action. Uh, but in essence, this is a, a, a textbook definition of a bullish momentum divergence. So can everybody, uh, I mean, you guys, hopefully you can see this, but hopefully the audience can see this too. Let's move that up there. Right, so the market made a lower low, but your MACD indicator, the histogram did not. And then the turn up through here was like, all right, boys and girls, strap on your seatbelts. So what I usually tell people to do is, all right, the divergence is in now, it's confirmed, just hunt market structure. And can you see this cute little W that came in here? Just the prettiest little buy signal right in there. And the interesting thing is, if we do a good old Fibonator off of those lows, what do you think the odds are reload zone is right in there? Look at that, eh? Oh, fuck me. Beautiful, right? So um, if I was going to be working stink bids, I would be more than happy to join these guys down in here. And this chart will probably look like shit in a year's time if like it's going to be forked off to a new project. But like I said, the new project, you're, you're – if you own one coin here, you're going to have one of that coin, and you'll still have this original coin. Oh, look at these gaps. Oh. I mean, just, these are just basically just going, fill me, fill me, here I am, come get me, come get me. <laughs> yeah, so we'll probably rally into that event, I would think so. Like, those gaps seem like pretty easy pickings. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I suppose if we do fibs, oh, actually, that's the the ICO high. Like, I don't know what this ICO. I never get that terminology. Uh, yeah, no, this is 
just I remember a couple guys a couple years ago shit on me because I called it something an ICO and it wasn't. So I have to be very careful when I use you, that. You term. also say everything is if you trade it on margin, which is there's not a lot of margin trading. By the way, but, I, but we I'm, also mis, uh, misrepresented anarchy in our last show. We had some uh, YouTube comments. I misrepresented anarchy. Well, I, I think we all did. Yeah, we were, or we we had some interesting comments. Just check, that, check that out after the show. All right. So well, hey, hey, sorry for interjecting. Watching, Back to everybody regular watching the show. Uh, uh, no guarantees from the management here. <laughs> <laughs> Watch at your own discretion. You right, get so, what you pay for. Yeah, there you go. So the point here is that what a coincidence can you guys see if we just draw a nice simple re RLZ off of uh, this range here, these gaps, one's basically sitting right at Mount Man, one's sitting right at the line in the sand. I don't think that's an accident at all. Um, and a year from now in crypto, who fucking knows what this chart's going to look like? It could look at uh, a million times different. So yeah, this is, if anything, this is probably over the next month or two kind of idea. Um, and then once this setup has played itself out, the story in my eyes is over. So. All good right. Deal. Let's get back to that crazy wheel, that's guys. A, that's a All good right. looking chart though. That's yeah, a good yeah. looking chart. That was something I've been watching a while and then uh, decided to buy into. It's well, uh, why don't you let me know that you're buying these damn things? Oh, geez, Brian. I can't show all of my cards, right? Because then you tell your students and then <laughs> you have a whole mess. Like, <laughs> all right. Then Alex will have to get a cut, uh, you know. Yeah. I talked about this one on the show before. Uh, ICM. Iconomy. Uh, Iconomy. Uh, what's the symbol? Uh, ICM. ICM as in Mary? Uh, N as in uh, Nancy. Nancy. So this trades on Gate, Kraken, Kraken, and Yobit. Okay, uh, let me interject here. So this is this goes back to something I've mentioned many times, which is damn altcoin developers stealing each other's symbols. Um, so <laughs> basically, the ICN on Kraken is Economy, and the other two are iCoin or something like that. Um, so we're trying to figure out a solution to handling this on Coinergy. Um, as far as on, oh, the dog's barking here. As far as on the back end, so if you click on that one, Brian, ICNXBT, so notice the exchange rate is like 00256, and then if you click on the Yobit one, it's like ridiculously <laughs> lower. So we're we, we've gotten quite a few support tickets recently saying the uh, the exchange rate because we do a weighted exchange rate on ICN and it's off. So just a heads up, we're trying to figure out a solution to anybody out there that's wondering what the heck is going on there. Yeah, and your economy tab shows uh, economy as well. Well, anyway, you shake it, guys. There's big ugly M's working here. Yeah, so, whatever these guys are doing, it's not working. It's kind of like the lazy man's um, ICO. Like instead of you know researching and trying to you know time these like ICOs that sell out in minutes, it's like you buy this and they'll buy them for you. It's like it, it, if anything, they're they're I don't know they're they're a fund in the space, and uh, if they're completely public with what they're buying in the end, I would think they'd lose because the public would buy this to kind of. Um, not have to deal with buying ICOs, you know? Okay, and I seem to recall that these guys loaded up on a bunch of paper too, eh? 
they owned a bunch of um i think they they bought the majority of golem tokens is what someone was saying <laughs> oh man you're yeah. dying that death too eh yeah but when you, you uh did they take any profits or is their mandate just to buy the ico and hold on to it i'm not quite sure like there's a couple fun managers i'm gonna have to look more into it again but i i don't have a lot of interest in it because like i say it's kind of like the lazy man coin you know it's like it, it seems like it's you know uh, doomed to fail because uh, hey, hey, can uh are you familiar with that clams oh yeah so, yeah good joke that, about this last is, time, right? is clams like a kind of like a fund i don't know what it is exactly all i know is uh there's some sort of burning thing like you can burn um whatever token you want and receive clams for them so in that way that's why clams are valuable but i don't understand what clams are used for so why would you ever want to burn them or burn to get them interesting so, i i thought that they 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 held like a whole bunch of a bunch of different coins but maybe i'm totally mistaken there um i suppose one could argue you know i don't know whether we can use this candle because it's one of these zero print candles Probably should go down to like a four hour or something to see what that low really was. Yeah, actually, so that was the lowest low there, eh? I think on balance, you know, uh, coming down into reload zones, coming down into support, I think it makes sense why the market hit these levels and then just spiked away. If you want to trade this, eh, I think it makes sense. I don't like the fact that this was a V bottom here. So at some point, in my opinion, this low will probably have to be tested. Uh, if we look at the internals, you can see money is basically flowing out of this name. And I just don't see anything to get too excited about momentum-wise here. You can see our, just our simple moving averages. They're in a very bearish stance right now. I don't see that changing at all either over the short term. I suppose, you know, uh, it would be horrible trade location, but if we got a nice W to come in and the market actually got its butt back above here, then, and maybe started to move up, I wouldn't have a problem working reload zone bids against these lows, but that's on the assumption that this thing does W. I suppose one could argue it came down, went up, came down, tested those lows, and did W here. So, you know, I don't really have a problem if you wanted to take a shot on this thing. But if you're going to trade this thing, and I suppose when I say leverage margin, what I'm really talking about is if you're risking more than 5% of your portfolio on a, any one kind of name, then you can't just be a bag holder, right? So if you put like 10% of your stake into this, then you can only risk 50% of that. If you break the 5% rule, really, you just got to walk away. It's a little dangerous playing that game with these altcoins because you could very easily see a 50% drop here. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And a lot of these coins, when you start getting down into the bottoms, 50% haircuts can become really, really easy. So uh, that's sort of what I mean in reference to leverage margin trading. Just, you know, you're not taking a little old lady approach. I suppose little old lady approach, I wouldn't have a problem working stink bids off of the line in the sand here and just maybe add this name to your portfolio. But other than that, I don't see any reason to own this thing. And as it is right here, I don't really like this trade location. 
Um, what I'm just seeing uh, from their blog is looks like they're going to have something launched in the next month or so, um, okay. which I would assume means there's going to be like a dividend or something paying or I don't know, whatever their fund is hoping to do and provide value. But this is by no means an original idea. There's like three other ICOs here that are uh, very similar in nature, which right. They're just trying to be like, um, I don't know, like S&P 500s for the crypto space. I, you know, and the problem here is that they aren't a mutual yeah, fund. Exactly. So you're kind of taking a bit of a chance here, even believing the story, right? This is unregulated marketplace. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen down the road? Well, and this will never get listed on Bittrex if they're promising dividends because that makes it a security. So if the fact that Kraken listed it already surprised me. I don't know. There must be some ether whales that uh, requested it or something, but it, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, anything that starts looking a lot like a stock starts worrying me a lot because that's when the SEC will come knocking is when it's like you're, you're doing things that are in their domain and they have rules for and if you're a centralized platform, much like uh, Iconomy is, um, they can come after them. And they can take the funds. And, uh, you know, I heard uh, in one of your uh, shows, I heard somebody make a suggestion, and I thought it was just so brilliant. The guy said, look, if you're planning on getting into this space and you're planning on doing a coin, make the coin have some sort of utility. It actually is used for something. Because if you don't, then exactly like you said, Alex, Big Brother looks at this and says, well, all you're doing is trying to make money out of trading this thing. And kapow, right? Yeah. So uh, I like that thinking. Uh, yeah. And I think I've given you my technical two cents here. And it is interesting to see that as we worked our way down into this reload zone, you can see divergences were starting to build. Uh, but I just don't have enough. Uh, confidence in in the uh, in the idea for me to actually go and start spending money. Eighty seven million out. That's not too bad, but twenty seven million dollar market cap. Yeah, and pretty damn was, rich. What was it? Uh, they funded uh, ten point six million U.S. dollars. So I'm wondering if this downtrend will continue to kind of match what their uh, holdings are in terms of USD value. Um, which could be just you know a lot of ether. I don't know. It's but uh, well, it's interesting because they do have this ether cross, right? And the picture looks even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, like all these ether ICOs, uh, people are cashing out of them to buy ether, and maybe that's why ether is becoming more valuable. Like that value is sloshing around now. Yeah, the interesting thing with this, right? Maybe ether tops out, but you can see there's cheeky little gaps up here. So if this thing ever does get its act together and puts in Ws and you know divergences and we start seeing structure to justify, I think at some point it might work its way right back up here. But that's you know that's many moons down the road. Right. Um, I think we got time for one more coin. Sure, one more. Is, I don't know. We, we is there really a time limit on this show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever the uh, alcohol runs out. <laughs> or your patience in listening to my annoying. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what this is. Oh, why is it something? What is the symbol? ETM. E. Edward Thomas Michael. And I'm not getting anything. B. S. And Brian. Oh, B. T. M. There it is on Polo. 
Yeah. So it must be uh, the turn. mark. Okay. Okay. So this is, uh, I think, like Polo's coin, which like you can tip in their chat and stuff. If my memory serves correct. Hmm. Thirteen thousand users. Maybe it's getting some traction. Yeah, and it had some uh, recent. Seventeen thousand. Oh, yeah. Seventeen thousand. <laughs> Beg your pardon. And it's got a fairly good floor here. Like looking at its age and like, yeah. I like it. All right. So, you know, I mean, uh, viewers, you all know exactly where I'm going to go with this, right? Reload zones. You can't buy when we're up here. You can start thinking about buying here, but let's start seeing anecdotal evidence. Here comes the divergence, right? You can see, in fact, this is what we call a double divergence, super sexy. So at this point, let's start watching for signs of structure. It didn't really put anything solid. There's a cute little bottom that came in here. But that got flushed. Um, moving averages actually started to turn back up in here. I suppose you could argue, you know, probably, yeah, Willie's nice and washed out here. Um, really, do you see this person right here? Whoever this guy was here, this guy sort of marked the floor in this thing right there. So what's the date of that? That is uh, the 26th of February. 20, yeah, 26th of February. So what happened on the 26th of February? Was there any sort of big development on Polo on the 26th of February? I'm not sure. Not that I know of. Yeah. Right. So anyway, you shake it, right? That is that big pot. Actually, that is that interesting. That's that doji right up there. So a very interesting pivot. And you can also imagine a lot of the noobs that bought up here right, on this big day, they were thinking, woo, I'm going to get rich, right, and they're all trapped now. So I suppose one could argue that, uh, yeah, interesting, you see how this high here and this high here? So all the old trapped bulls that bought in here, they took this opportunity to clean things up. Yep, a few of them. What does the um, earlier history look like on that, Brian? I don't know if you zoomed out all the way. Oh, wow, there you Ooh. go. Yeah. Um, so, in fact, we could probably even just take this right off of these original lows here, right? Something like that. So, not a bad trade location. And really, all you're going to be doing here is just riding on this guy's coattails. You can see how he launched OBV to new highs here. Um, momentum uh, kind of looks wishy-washy. Uh, let's see what we got here. I'm just doing some Googling on it because this is my first time hearing of it. Kind of trapped. You can see that momentum actually went into divergence on this move here. 200 period moving average, not a big surprise. It sort of acted as a brick wall. So I think for sort of the short term, people watching this coin, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? I think really we got just a nice comfortable trading range there. So, you know, right basically in the middle of the range, if, if I was, you know, wanting to be a buyer, um, I would probably uh, take this range and just break it apart and start working bids. What do you think the odds are that this was a reload zone? I bet it was. Mm, go. Pretty good. Look at that, eh? Spot on. Well, uh, it really shouldn't surprise us to see that the market basically came down, ate a bit of this tail in here, cute little fractal right there. Um, rallied away from those lows. You could have done a reload zone off of this range, and that's what this candle tail is. That could have given you a sexy little fill there. Um, and as I said, until we, uh, until this guy actually unwinds his position, this guy right here, whoever this big buyer was that came in through this period, um, I think it's pointing up. 
Um, and it's interesting too that, that it's on this funny divergence, which sort of tells me that, uh, you know, kind of like Bitcoin with its crazy ass wick, you know, if we did reload zones, I suppose, off of this range right here, yeah, you can see that uh, the reload short zone now is going to be nothing more than just a tag of that 200 period moving average. Come in, eat a bit of this wick. All the, you know, the late players, especially on Polo. Oh my God, it's crazy over there. Um, you know, they're, they're just going to be like, oh, fuck, thank God it's back to break even. Just get me the hell out of here. Um, so that's kind of what I see right now. If you see a further uh, volume push here, then we could probably, you know, dissect this even more. Uh, let's see how do we do this like that. Yeah, so just watch the volume impetus. If we see the bit, the bulls or the green bars just trailing off here, that's not a good sign. If we see the red bars start to accelerate and get bigger, that's not a good sign. Ideally, if you're a bull, you want to see a nice buying bar, especially you wanted to see it above this bar. And that is, uh, where the hell is that number? Why is the tool always right over exactly where you don't want it? Uh, that bar Sorry was, uh, no, it's not yet. 97,744. So we did here 97,463. So not quite a breakout, but here we did 129,000. So it broke that top. That's good. Um, and really what you want to see if you're a bull is you just want to see higher highs and higher lows off of the green buying bars. That'll just tell you that the impetus, the push, is still up. If you start to see... Um, the volume go like this, then a test of this high, but it can't go up to a new high. And then here's the key with volume impetus. If you see a third test and we actually get three lower highs in the green buying bars, that's why I said it was important to break this high. And then we dip down, then this fail right here will tell you that the bulls have gone to sleep. So right now the bulls are still they've kind of said hey we're still here too and right now I would argue that the market is just waiting for okay who's gonna step up here and, and resume control uh, so and volume is actually a really good way to sort of watch who's in control it's really interesting when that dash broke out we had a situation like this where there was some big volume bars and I put out a tweet saying watch 44,500 and the market broke through that volume bar impetus was still pointing up and, of course, we all know what happened to Dash here recently. So, uh, you know, another little handy little lesson I hope our viewers can can take uh, from tonight's broadcast. And somebody just went and bought some. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like the trade location here, guys. I like working stink bids off of the lows. You know me and reload zones. So just uh, FYI to everybody watching. Um, I got a comment here, Brian, about um, your portfolio value. So if you bought $500 of Bitcoin at 250 uh, and we're just holding on to that, you'd be at 250 No. Yeah, what, what, what did you buy your Bitcoin at? Yes, the Bitcoin at the time was $467. So that's why we, we wanted it to be about 500 bucks. So that's why we put one and a quarter in there. Okay. So that in today's value of just Bitcoin would be what? Uh, that's like almost two thousand dollars, right? 
Yeah, so I think we're slightly outperforming here. Oh, yeah, you got an extra 10 there. <laughs> <laughs> right. And somebody came on the site the other day and said, Brian, does buy and hold Bitcoin or doing your little old lady? Which one does better? I'm kind of thinking that just buying and holding Bitcoin. And I was like, all right, let me tell you a story. <laughs> and really the beauty of it too is you know some of these alts are gonna die they're gonna oh go yeah to zero I mean, but I, I would, you know I you're would, diversified you're, i you're would show you my uh my uh my bitterick sheet i mean i've got like two or three pages of dead coins there even with this crazy uh account value so uh i'm i'm perfectly fine with letting uh these uh you know riding the bitter xd listing uh uh roller coaster it's fun <laughs> yeah. you just never know what the fuck's gonna happen and sometimes with these delistings i've actually done this where i'm like oh okay they're gonna delist and i gotta get the fuck out of there right and then the day of the damn delisting, this stock just goes fucking crazy. Yep, the developers will freak yeah. out and, 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 and I literally their life see, savings into it to the well, And I see I had like two or three sell half on the double orders that would have been filled. And of course, that would have made up for any, you know, losses incurred anywhere else. So in a weird sort of way, I don't mind playing the game. And I also don't mind going through the delisting events. So, you know, obviously, if you do own the coins, it can be traumatic, especially if you're relatively new to this space. And if anything, guys, this is exactly why we do the little old lady. Because this is venture capital. You don't know who the winners and the losers are going to be. I just want to own a little bit of everything and participate in the entire spectrum. Oh. That's the thing. Be long crypto yeah i i'm and and basically you know will can attest to this from day one that we've done these shows that's been my message i don't know whether i want to be long any one particular coin i want to be long crypto i want to own this space i can attest to that for sure and i mean there's been times too when alts are dead you know and well, I mean, even through the winter. Seems like you should be wavering, but Brian, you've always kind of, you've always said that even through the dark times. Well, so. I mean, through the shit. What is Brian doing? Brian was buying, 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 right? Buying when they're crying. Some people were going, "This guy's nuts." <laughs> but you know, I guess I've been through this washing machine so many times. I don't really see anything new here. What I actually see is that this process is actually very normal. Look at this ETH. Are we going to break out here? Oh, I'm man, stunned cool. at this. I'm absolutely stunned by this. Likewise, likewise. Because uh, I was saying in the last shows, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of bearish fundamentals on Ethereum with all these ICOs, you know, they're, but they're, they're all holding, you know, multitudes of what they raise now because Ethereum is what they raised and now that's worth, you know, double or triple in terms of fiat value. It's quite remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I mean, the long and short of it here is I think that, uh, and this is kind of what we have to expect. I know people are like, there's no bloody way Dash is going to go to a billion dollars here. Well, I hate to tell you guys, in Wall Street, a billion dollars, they fucking throw that around over lunchtime. Right? A uh, billion dollars is nothing to this space. One of the primary financiers for uh, Dash is uh, Roger Ver, so maybe he's uh, on a rage pump right now. He's like, you know what? <laughs> if Bitcoin's not going to be my coin, then Dash will. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 
Uh, I, you know, may, I, I have a, uh, a slight crush on Amanda, so I, I always chalk it up the rally to her. I always got to bring up Amanda every show. Oh, of course. No, no. I mean, you can't have a conversation about Dash without having Amanda in there somewhere. Well, she, she still is very interested in the space as a whole. Like, her her stick of, uh, um, uh, what is that, the currency competition is good for the space. Um, it, it was very telling. It's kind of sad to see her throw her hat with one coin. But um, well, yeah, I would overall. say you know just and somebody even on Twitter mentioned this today. We all need to appreciate this is really important, guys. Everybody watching this, this kind of move is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't go and fucking bet the farm and go long dash up here. That's just asking for trouble. Um, and you know, to give you a couple good examples, we played cannabis coin through this insanity. These coins do this. This is what venture capital does. But don't fall in love with this thing because it's probably going to have to come right back down. Right? Uh, remember that? In fact, one that's taken off recently, uh, VTC, I think. Vertcoin, you guys remember this one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We played this move. Same thing. Making lots of money. Don't fall in love with it because it's probably going to have to come right back down to the bottom. Right? So, uh, you know, uh, probably not a bad note to leave on. Um, you know, Dash is in the spotlight right now. How high does it go? It's anybody's guess. If anything, this is the reason why I still have on double, and so I'm always in this story. I still got lots of Dash to spoon feed the market every time it doubles. Um, but if anything, you know, new people do investing, if this is the top, and I'm not sure if it is or not, but if it is, then guess where I'm going to be working my bids to buy this thing back. And what a coincidence. All that's going to be is just a revisit of the top of the old range here. Right. So ironically enough, I'm actually getting my orders ready to buy Dash back right back at the original breakout. So, you know, probably a good note to end the, the show on today. Don't fall in love with these things. When the market affords you the opportunity, get paid. That's what we're here to do. We're here to make money from trading. So when this happens, for God's sakes, ring the goddamn cash register. <laughs> All right. I've said my piece. <laughs> Good deal. Well, on that note, um, I'll give my spiel. Uh, if you guys like the uh, the charts and analysis here, uh, check out coinergy.com. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe uh that way you'll be notified of future shows and i'll turn it over to brian oh no. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah sorry i'll turn it over to alex okay there you go <laughs> all right uh yeah i am uh the host of block talk if you go to youtube.com slash block talk you'll find my great channel show. great yeah. show everybody great. watching that's a really good show excellent <laughs> we try and give you as much information as you can make absorb like uh if you're a sponge you'll love the show because uh yeah we just we dump it on you um i'm looking for you know new guests if you guys have any projects that you'd love to learn more about maybe want me to talk about tonight shoot the dev uh, a message and like send them my way i'm block underscore talk on twitter and you know what i love talking to any project you know i give them a fair shake uh it's good it's bad you know we'll kind of give them uh an audience and let them kind of say their spiel and then uh, I'm also the community manager, and uh, I'm not sure what my official title is for uh, Ubic, uh, the company. But um, 
uh, I will be doing a presentation in two weeks' time, so I might not be on the next show. We'll see. I'll maybe do a remote call in. And, uh, yeah, we'll we, yeah, yeah. And uh, we just launched at the start of the show on Cryptopia. We're also on Bittrex. Um, so, yeah, check out either of those markets. The books are filling up pretty good on you on Cryptopia, and I appreciate you guys not vandalizing the chart. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. But did you guys ever merge the Jumbux and the UBQ charts? Because I really yeah. think to really fully understand. The community voted for us to keep them separate. And you really want the we data, a, isn't it, for sale? The data is technically for sale, but yeah, I mean, we could technically probably merge them. I mean, if you guys really wanted it. Uh, uh, community you know, voted on Twitter, but I can who's who really voted? Uh, I can understand people that aren't sort of gnarly old traders like me that are just like, no, we want to just leave it pristine and on its own. But for a guy like me, the data of Jumbox actually uh, explains what's going on with UBQ right now. Um, now, Brian, would you be in the boat to have it amended or amended divided by 10 for the swap rate, like the stock split, whatever you want to call it? Or, uh, yeah, just have it purely added on, uh, even though you're going to have that massive gap and these different pricings. Like, what do you think? Well, it, it should be apples to apples. So whatever the restructured uh, vehicle both so then that would be divided be, by 10, essentially. They have to be uh, the same asset, right? Yeah. Uh, so don't, yeah, don't don't merge two separate, different assets, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, just make sure that they're the same asset. Maybe we can run another poll, and Alex, you can really rally the troops. and. Well, but I can understand a lot of people in the community <laughs> really aren't that interested, right? It's just old gnarly traders like me. I want to see that old price history. So. Yeah, I think the real solution should be, you know, we should give you guys the option to basically input two symbols on Coinigy and kind of put them back to back. Mm -hmm. That would yeah. be kind of That cool. is something that we've been wanting to do is, you know, the ability to, to kind of like divide one symbol by another and that kind of thing too. So. Yeah. That that because I know that was one of the comments on the poll was uh, I'd like to be able to switch it on and off or to yep. be able to view it but not have that be the default. Yeah. Well, so there you go. Um. All right. Yeah. Did, uh, I I I pr I probably totally interrupted. I I'm sorry, Alex. You want to hear your spiel? Go for Let's it. Let's hear your spiel, Brian. Oh, I don't know. I'm just a gnarly old trader, right? <laughs> <laughs> Veteran of the um, stock market. Pardon me. Veteran of the stock market. Well, ironically enough, actually, I did more business in the commodities and options markets. Mind you, I was a stockbroker for many many years. And actually, the good part about crypto is that I believe and and altcoins. Is I believe there's just so many similarities between the venture cap market and uh, and the altcoin market. So in a weird sort of way, a lot of the tools, a lot of the strategies that I implemented as a broker uh, are directly transferable, and I think they've really helped uh, my community. Um, and like I said, I mean, it. You know what the best feeling in this world is? Is taking people that are really struggling. And within three or four months, get them to the point where they're starting to make money in the market and they feel confident and they, they believe they can understand what they're seeing and put price into context. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world, I swear. Um, so I'm like totally validated. The whole reason why I did this site every single day when I wake up, I get to participate in this community and it's just like so awesome. 
Um, we run it, speaking of which, we run a site, and uh, I was touting tonight uh, our wonderful performance of our altcoin um, trading account. Just doing, and please understand, audience, when you saw those outlandish numbers, this is like a ridiculously low risk uh, approach to investing. Um, no one position that we own represents more than 5% risk to our portfolio, other than I suppose our Bitcoin holdings. Um, and it's very slow and steady wins the race. But what it really is, is it's very contrarian. So when other people are excited, we're probably selling and taking profits into those events. When everybody else is really depressed and sanguine, that's probably when you're going to find Brian in there buying. So, uh, and the great part about it, like we, the name, Little Old Lady, it's actually designed for people that really don't want to watch the screen 24-7. So, you know, if you are, you know, interested in the space and you're interested in the technology, but you're an accountant, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, whatever, you've got a life, right? You can't look at the screen 24-7. This is the kind of approach that really works well for those people. So uh, we do have an education program. Unfortunately, most of the seats are gone for this spring term. But I suppose if you pop on the site and you talk to me really sweetly, I might sneak you in there. Uh, but uh, but uh, I, I'm pleased to report two months ahead of the term, the seats are basically all gone. Um, so I'm really, really jazzed about that. Um, and you know, uh, we also actually, we've started a new program on the site. We have a half hour, uh, video, uh, daily show. So, uh, I've noticed recently since we started the half hour show, basically it's like a little sitcom, <laughs> but, uh, in essence, people absolutely love it. And it's, it's a great way for us to interact because kind of like with these, uh, hangouts, Basically every single day, all the site people pile into a hangout. We all just shoot the shit for half an hour and look at charts. So lots and lots of value at the site. We're educating people. We're creating some really awesome traders. And uh, we're all participating in this wonderful crypto story. It's totally awesome. Win-win for everybody. So there's my spiel. TheRationalInvestor.co if you want to pop on over. Right on. Okay. Well, on that note... Seems like the dog barking has stopped in the background here, finally. Yeah, yeah where's the exit music? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, can you guys get some tunes playing on here or what? We had some cool uh, theme music. <laughs> you remember when we used to have theme music? That was fun. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out how to do that again. Uh, the transition was never really uh, well handled. It was, but... it was very hard on you, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyways. All right, I'll shut up. I keep talking too much. So I'm Great time. Make sure you guys tune in for the next one and like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Yep. Oh, there's the dog. There we go. Yeah, all right. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Have Take a good care. evening, everyone. Bye. Bye.